This podcast is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens, the world's number one pizza oven brand. Welcome to the Pizza Pod Party. With Arthur Bavino and Alfred Schultz. On today's show... Actors in real-life Hollywood power couple Dagmara Dominchik from Succession and Patrick Wilson of The Conjuring and Aquaman join us. There's pizza headlines and our topic is pizza and poetry. Hollywood power couple. We're kind of a podcasting power couple, don't you think? Oh, that's so sweet, Alfred. Happy Valentine's Day or soon to be Valentine's Day. I'm Alfred Schultz, and welcome to the Pizza Party, pal. And I'm Arthur Bovino of NYC Best Pizza. I'm the head of pizza content for Uni Pizza Ovens, and Carolina from Succession has called me a pizza rain man. It is pretty cool, as much as I want to make fun of you. It is pretty cool that, you know, these two people we are very lucky to have on today's show really have done some pretty incredible... Have they been involved with some pretty incredible projects? I mean, you have... Approaching our success levels. They're not quite there yet. Oh, no, certainly not. I mean, obviously, we are the biggest stars on this program. I do wonder if we've set the record for most guests that are by (laughs) far more well-known than the hosts. Like, by far. Like, I think if you could do the math and figure that out... We are the two biggest nobodies that have had so many somebodies. I think we've set the record for that. Well, let's just be clear here. I mean, this is all, I mean, mostly because the circles that you run in, yet another episode where Alfred's neighbors or friends just happen to be famous and show up on the show. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's really happened. Now, this time I have to give credit to my middle brother, Jonathan, and my sister-in-law, his wife, Alex, because they've known the Wilsons for for a while now. Kids have gone to the same school. I'm just a mooch. So luckily and uh, pretty incredibly, they agreed to do this little show with us. So we're very lucky. A lot of fun. We touch on Stoofers, cold cheese pizza in Pittsburgh. Stoofers you accuse Patrick. Stoofers. Stoofers. Oh, you accuse Patrick. Have already, we've already litigated this before. Accuse Patrick Wilson of being a cheapskate. You did that. Uh, sort of. Pizza, pizza and Broadway. I mean, there's so much singing and pizza. There's so much great stuff. The merits of the white slice. Oh, my God. We could go. I could go on. A marathon and pizza. There's there's a lot here. I mean, Valentine's Day. Uh, we talk succession. Aquaman is even talked about. I mean, this guy is in plays two different big characters in DC franchises. Aquaman and the Watchmen. Like, that's insane. And she's on succession. Like, from the first episode to the last episode. Spoiler Mm. alert. I guess that means she doesn't die in it. So, sorry (laughs) about that. Still watch the full show if you can. Mm -hmm. Busy, busy, great show. We have news and our pizza topic coming up. But first, the Wilsons after this break. Mom, please don't get mad that I swore when I talked about how much Insidious scares me. Basement fears. Uni Pizza Ovens are excited to introduce their first indoor and outdoor pizza oven, UniVolt 12. Uni's first all-electric oven, Volt, offers maximum versatility and performance in a beautiful modern design. Whatever the season and in any weather, you can make great pizza. UniVolt is so convenient and easy to use. Just plug it in and you're ready to go. 
Not only does this oven look great, but it reaches 850 degrees and cooks pizza in just 90 seconds. To learn more, visit uni.com. That's O-O-N-I dot com. Today. It's the Pizza Pod Party special guest. Dagmara Dominchik is an actress you know from movies like Rockstar, The Count of Monte Cristo, Running with Scissors, The Assistant, The Lost Daughter, and many more. You also saw her in all four seasons of the HBO mega-hit Succession, where she played Carolina, the head of PR at Waystar Royco. Patrick Wilson is an actor, but most importantly, he's Dagmara's husband. You've seen him in The Phantom of the Opera, The Watchmen, Season 2 of Fargo, Aquaman, and Aquaman the Lost Kingdom. He's very well known for starring in both the Conjuring franchise and the Insidious franchise. It's Patrick Wilson and Dagmara Dominchik. I had no idea you were such a horror movie fan. That threw me for a bit of a loop. So you spill your guts out to Patrick and I and I enjoyed it. So I'm excited (laughs) for people to hear that. Pieces of creative writing I ever did was a horror story about being in that house. So just saying. We're really lucky to have them. They are really cool, really fun episode. I say that a lot because hey, once again, we do get good guests. I don't know why, but we do. Here's Dag and Patrick on the Pizza Pod Party, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we have a, we sort of have a plan going in to these conversations. And I would say minutes ago, that plan was slightly derailed because obviously we wanted to talk about uh, Dag's, uh, uh, you know, childhood in Poland. But the email you sent us with that photo of the Polish pizza if we're gonna call it that we could literally do an entire episode on everything you wrote in that email so i don't want to deprive our listeners with the email you sent us can you explain to us what that was because that was incredible dad okay so i sent alfred and arthur a picture of i was thinking like how does pizza play in my life first time i ate pizza all the pizza things i was was trying to do homework because i'm a nerd and i like to come prepared and i remembered as a kid um, and to this day, there's a there's a Polish fast food thing called zapiekanki, and they first started popping up all over in the 70s when we had no, you know, Iron Curtain, Soviet bloc country, nothing Western. There was no McDonald's, none of it. But our uh, president back then was kind of a Francophile, even though he didn't like to admit it because it's Western. And for some reason, he brought. Um, he bought a license, I don't even know what this means, to produce baguettes in Poland, French baguettes. And so I don't know the genesis or the origin of the first Zapiekanka, but basically it's a long- Stouffer's. Stouffer's kind of, yeah. it's like, it did, you're right. I know it looks like a French bread pizza with ketchup like a, all over it. It's like a fried baguette. And of course, meat was really scarce. We had lots of food rations. I remember we had uh, ration cards in the 70s, in the early 80s. And so there was no meat to put on top. So what Poland is full of is mushrooms. So uh, they started, whoever they is, the mysterious they. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we could Google it, who made the fruit zapiekanka. But it's like a base of uh, button mushrooms, like cream sauce. And on top of it, just some cheese and some tomato sauce that people called ketchup, even though we didn't have American ketchup. Right. So it wasn't ketchup. It was actually it tomato wasn't. sauce. It wasn't. It was like okay. a weird tomato sauce. Nowadays, yes. Right. Polish ketchup yeah. is a very different. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. Much sweeter than the uh, American kind of ketchup. 
but anyway, so that was uh, that was when I ate that as a kid. That was to me like a pizza, even though I didn't know pizza existed. And only when I came to this country, I realized, hey, we kind of had something like this, except it really wasn't me, sad immigrant. Um, so yeah, so that's Zapikanki. And now there's these um, cafes and restaurants, like kind of retro. Take yourself back to the communist days, and they have like they're decorated with old like Soviet posters and all that. And they're just uh, zapiekanki. It's like a chain of zapiekanki. Yeah. And if you want a taste of the old world, you go and have a zapiekanka. Patrick's had them in Poland. But they've been gentrified now too, right? As part of that also? Absolutely. hundred percent. Back then it was a big deal because people were allowed to have little zapiekanki carts. And that was a huge thing because you weren't allowed to own anything, privatize anything. And all of a sudden this was the first foray into like fast food, like a hot dog cart, it would be a zapikanka cart. This is in the late 70s. And it was cheap and it was delicious. And that was my equivalent of pizza growing up. Was it good? It was really good. It was Great. really good. It was crispy. And I love mushrooms. Polish people love mushrooms yeah. in general, blanket statement, but we do. Um, yeah, now there are all kinds of like you get you know, spicy sauces and you put a lot of, now you can have pepperoni on it and meat. But back then it was just very simple, those three ingredients. Do you find yourself having a nostalgic uh, need for them once in a while? And how yes. do you fill that yeah. craving? But I don't, I, I don't, I don't think there's even in Greenpoint a place where you could get a zapikamka. It's the sauce that makes it, you know, it's a very different and, and the cheese, I don't quite know. Arthur, you can Google it, Google this. I can Google it too. But it's not mozzarella cheese. It's not like ricotta cheese. I don't know what cheese is on it, but it's delicious. And Patrick, you like it too. I do. I mean, the sauce, it, 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 it's, it's, it's weird. I like things more, a little more savory, I think, in the sauce. Okay. It's a little sweet. So it's much, even though ketchup has a lot of sugar in it, it's not as, it's, uh, I like it over there, but put it this way if it was like slathered on it would be overwhelming but it's really drizzled it's really like it's as you see it it's and, and now you of, could get like uh you know like you could get like a crazy burger size i don't you could get like a zapiekanka that's like this oh yeah, like, long, a long like, one, like, 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 like a long one like a hoagie or like super skinny and they sell yeah. like gas stations like the cheap kind but yeah yeah it's like an open-faced sandwich almost a little bit but to me yeah. Reminiscent it's of wet though too. I mean, it's a pretty wet thing to eat. Yes. Is my recall yes. on this? Because yes. so I think so. Have the, you the had it? So the, the cheese is so okay. Your email pulled me back in time, <laughs> literally <laughs> all of a sudden on a Friday morning <laughs> to 2007. So I'm like, you know, 15, 16 years ago, I was on four months walkabout. I quit my job at the Times and just went to Europe and like went from country to country. I didn't know where I was staying for more than three or four days at a time. And I remember being, I'm pretty sure it was Warsaw when I was leaving a train, getting on the train or I was trying to make a bus or something like that. And I had one because I needed one in a pinch. And all of a sudden there oh, I was oh, 15 wow. years ago, like eating this. But I, when I recall it, it was very wet and yeah, it was very it was. sweet and it was messy. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't necessarily like train station on the run kind of no, slice. No, no, it no, was no. like, because you got that mushroom base. So it gets soggy. And the bread, as I remember, the bread is is not it's not like you know you know when you when you have a Stouffer's right and you always overcook it and it's like and I think I lost a tooth and then burn the roof of your mouth yes yeah, and then burn the roof oh my god so hot <laughs> so hot and so much sodium uh but 
they uh yeah it is like uh it'll kind of fall out because you feel like maybe as an american you expect to pick it up and have it be like oh i gotcha i can eat the whole thing like day old bread but it's not it does kind of it's kind of limpy so it is a little like do i need a fork do i just in it you know so I think the cheeses that are associated, this one I did a little digging around, it was Gouda, Edam, Emmental, Tilsit, Cheddar. But then there's, I, I want to ask you this one specifically because you'll know the pronunciation and I'm just going to butcher it. But it's a Polish smoked sheep milk cheese, I think called uh, Osip, Osipek or Osipek. Osipek. Osipek is a regional cheese that's made in the mountains and there's, you either hate it and loathe it and it's disgusting or you love it, but it's Osipek, yeah. Yes, it's a, it's yeah, a I mean, in addition, I mean, you pulled me back because my Polish grandmother used to can her <gasps> own mushrooms that she picked in the, you know, in the in the yard in Westfield, Massachusetts, where my 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 dad was. So I it was a very like I had a lot of emotion. Wait, all came I together. didn't know you had a Polish <laughs> from, grandmother. Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Oh, wow. Anyway, that's so cool. Yeah, it was great. Well, so, Patrick, I'm sure your uh, youth in Florida is just as interesting uh, and your pizza <laughs> pizza experiences there. Um, what were what was your uh, pizza childhood like? What a let I I can't <laughs> speak now because the reality is like pizza really did define a lot of my youth. But now I just feel sure. like a boner talking about it. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, I mean, look, as I, I think you you've discussed on other podcasts, Florida in the South in general in the 70s and 80s. You know, you, you you couldn't find a lot of it. You know, Pizza Hut was Italian food, right? So, mm -hmm. but it's associated. To be fair, like it's associated with me with a lot of nostalgia. If I think about the importance of pizza in my life, which I actually do, because I love pizza. We can get to this. I have a pizza oven every New Year's yeah. Day. We have a tradition where I make pizzas. You probably know this. But if I look back on my youth, like. Pizza Hut was the source for in high school where we hung out. So I still, every time I see a red cup, I I, yeah. I, I remember when they when they had a thin crust pizza, which was crazy. I, I remember there, or actually when the pan pizza came out, that was like blew my mind. It was this very strange thing. And that's, of course, we never ordered it. Um, you went there and it was like a deal and you sat there and they brought it out in the pan and all of that. Um, and then college at Carnegie Mellon where Dag and I met, Domino's was on our, uh, so this is not a high bar, no offense, Domino's, but like Domino's was on our meal plan. So I do think about, so that was a I constant. didn't have Domino's on my meal plan. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Oh. Now we're gonna get into the immigrant wow. poor. It's I true. had no money, I didn't have a meal plan. Like, you do now. You want a meal plan, babe? <laughs> no, you, I am on a meal plan. It's you. Patrick's the cook in our yeah. family. I don't cook. Well, you and your buddies were uh, like drunk at uh, hangout at Domino's. She was in the kitchen on yeah. her hands and knees cleaning well, up we, after we actually, all of you. I was actually, working the like, library shift till four in the morning. Okay. Sure. I'll have you know, Alfred. <laughs> so but sure, this, is yeah, a, sure. this was Carnegie Mellon where you guys went to college, yeah, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I'm curious, did you have... Uh, Mineo's was that was Be yes, Beto's, you know, with, yes. the, with the cold cheese and the cold yes. pepperoni. Is this like something? Have you had them? Did Were they regularly part of your diet? Are they good? Did you enjoy them? Uh, I, I like uh, uh, Mineo's. I um, we had another place, Valdiano's, that I liked more. It was probably because of proximity. It had better pepperoni, smaller pepperoni, closer to like Grimaldi's, like the mm -hmm. little ones that like I, 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 I love that more. Um, 
Yeah, and also college. I mean, you know, even though I wasn't as poor as Dag in college, we didn't have any money to do anything. So, um, yeah, I we we that was probably like senior year where you could go out and venture in the world. But we did live in Squirrel Hill where there was some decent decent pizza. Well, then That's also Dag, there's there's a um, lot of pierogies in Pittsburgh, and uh, my understanding, a big you know Eastern European uh, community there also. So, so yeah. did you feel like? You, you found some kind of resonance there at all? Or did, was that uh, or not really? And was there pierogi pizza? Mm. No, this is going to sound like a joke now, but I literally went out to eat one time in college. Yeah. I did. I worked jobs. I didn't go oh, out anymore. Yeah. I didn't yeah. enjoy the city as much. Um, sometimes I went walking to like a Goodwill or something. <laughs> now I feel like, like, <laughs> <laughs> but look at me now, guys. Look at me now. Um, no, no. I would change my garbage bag to go to school and, and, and then, yeah. Okay. Also, pierogi, I'm very like, pierogi, unless they come from a Polish kitchen, I'm uh-huh. very snotty about, like, I'm a snob about pierogi. Yeah. Like the Mrs., Mrs., like the pierogi you buy frozen at like the local grocery store. Meh. I mean, I'm yeah. glad it's kind of like part and parcel of like, oh, look, let's get some pierogies. Also, pierogi is the plural. Yeah. There is no S. One, oh, wow. One pierog is a pierog. Right. A pierog. And then plural <laughs> is pierog. So you never add an S. You don't need to. It's like Got saying it. goats or, you know, <laughs> So anyway. I love that. Um, but the best, best pierogi ever are just in Poland. I think it's also, this is, my sister is a cook. And she took, she went, I did a movie in Poland this summer and she came to visit and she actually took a pierogi class, a culinary class to make her own dough and stuffing and all that. And she said, why do the pierogi in America taste, even the ones that come from like really good Polish restaurants. And it's the flour that you can get in Europe and Poland versus the flour you get here. It's just different. I have to put the pressure on Patrick now. (laughs) You met in college. She only went out to eat once. Yeah. Did you not take her out on we dates? Date. We didn't date in college. You didn't date in college. Yeah. Did no. you know each other in college? Patrick was a senior and I was a lowly immigrant freshman. Oh, and wow. I do remember seeing him. Uh, the first time I noticed him <laughs> was when I saw him in a, the seniors did a play and it was called The Machinal. And at one point he took his shirt off and I was like, that boy has a very nice back. He had like a, it was like a Marlon Brando moment. He had his, I'll, I'll never forget it. And then I saw him in Cabaret and he was like this, one of the star seniors. I know people gravitated toward him and he swears we had a conversation once. I look like Mia Farrow in Rosemary's Baby freshman year if she wore overalls. Like I had super close cropped hair, 50,000 earrings. I didn't wear a bra. I wore clogs. It was weird. Um, and he said we spoke. I don't remember speaking. But then yes. I remember he graduated and he came back just one year later to give a talk to us about acting in the real world. He had gone on tour and he sat on the stage and we were like, okay, you've been out of school one year. What did you <laughs> to teach us? And Let me tell you kids how to yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. That's my memories of Patrick, but we didn't date. No. But then when did you start dating? 10, how, years, 10 years after that, we met like- 10 years? Yeah. And so it had nothing to do with college, right? Really, no, it then. did because we re-met at our, our teacher emailed us, uh, emailed oh. me. I had just seen Angels in America. I just broken up with a boy and I had just seen Angels. And I, and I remember going, I went to school with that guy. That's Patrick Wilson from school. And then about a month after that, 
uh, I got an email from our old voice and speech teacher. And he said, we're going to be in New York at this bar called Vintage in Midtown uh, with the with the graduating class. They're doing their showcase. We're inviting some alumni. Just, you know, your career's going so well. Could you come and mingle with the kids? And Patrick Wilson and Matt Stokey, they're going to be there. And I was like, oh, Patrick Wilson, that boy I just saw in Angels in America, I'll be there, sure. And we saw each other and then that was it. And our teacher said, you guys were supposed to mingle with the with the kids graduating, talk about your careers. And you were just on the couch in the back of the bar with your eyes on each other the entire night. That's our love story. The rest is history. You missed a few parts. Well, I, those parts aren't for podcasts, Patrick. No, I, now it sounds like they are. <laughs> But we don't know. I wasn't going to make it dirty. I was just going to say this <laughs> conversation about us meeting started with with Alfred wanting to uh, accuse me of not paying for you in, in college. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just wanted to rewind to that because that. and it was like, oh, because you're a jerk and you don't pay for people and you're not nice. <laughs> And I'm I was picturing that- James Spader just like pulling up in a Always. convertible, I mean, throwing garbage at her. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, but and I and I was like, and I hope you say that I'm the one that remembers us talking, and you have no concept of if ever speaking. Then, but I'll skate through that and then get to New York, and then she was in her first Broadway show. Yeah, you were in Closer, right? And I knew you're in. You were in it. And I went and it was a, a lame attempt for sure. But I left a note backstage saying, would you come? Uh, hey, congrats on your job or whatever. Me and my buddies are hanging out at a bar. If you want to come get a drink. Like it was I my, remember. Of was, course you don't. You don't remember me doing anything. <laughs> you, you remember. So I was making these half-assed <laughs> efforts. For uh, that, and there was another time at another meeting at another thing where I wanted to ask you out. His line to me when we remet was, I've been waiting to ask you out on a date for 10 years. That's right. There you go. go. Yeah, which is true. I followed her. I mean, I remember very specifically meeting her where we met in school. I don't totally remember what we were talking about because it didn't really matter, but I. I really did think like she's so far as you can see, even though we're separated by only a few feet. So complete opposite. I could tell right away she was complete opposite of just me and my upbringing. But she was smoking hot, even in her funny hair and overalls. It it was you know it was a early night. Well, I guess mid nineties by then. So you know grunge was still around. This is perfect for our Valentine's Day episode yes. so thank you i want to there's also a segue i want to ask you because you've yes. gone now to new york patrick i mean you've been on the on the record i found an interview with you where in, i think it was 2012 where you were on the way to cbs uh, cbs is a gifted man and you were quoted in this article as saying that pizza was your favorite food so Always. one i want to know if that's true too if you're from yeah. you know florida and you're moving up to new york and, and you know, pizza played a role in your life oh. and it was more like chain pizza was new york then your place oh. where you had your pizza awakened Yes, a thousand percent. And then we would go to spots because then when I started doing movies and then you get with the with the Teamsters and they're like, all right, so here, you know, and, it, and then you're stopping by John's or in Harlem at, with Patsy's, right? Uh, Patsy's. Yep. And getting a full pie. A lot of times I would just bring a full pie home. There's a place right out. You, uh, I'm sure you know it, but I can't think of the name right outside of the gates of the Navy Yard, like two blocks away. 
Um, talking about Grimaldi's fantastic. by the Navy. No, it's not Grimaldi's, but I, but that was another stop. Yeah. I would always get. I Foz, would always. I feel like Foz, it's not Fazio's. It's uh, it starts with oh, an F though. It There's does a, start with an F. Yeah, God, it's Sam Sifton has flagged that place as one of his favorite spots in Brooklyn. It's I very go, good. Yeah, very good. It's very good. I love that place. I'm sorry I can't remember the name, but yes, it does start with an F. There's another place where we shot out in Howard Beach that was super tasty. Um, I could look that up too. I remember where I can remember where all these places are. It's hard for me to remember names. Um, shooting little children, Staten Island had to have a clam pizza out there. Not my thing, but cool to have out there. Yeah, pizza. Fascati. Has it was Fascati. I think Fascati. is the place that I'm thinking of. Fascati. No. Yeah. 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 That's the name. Yeah. So so it really was my awakening. You really are like the Rain Man of pizza, Arthur. My <laughs> God. I love it. I really. I could talk for days. I, I'm curious. Arthur, this because the rise of Detroit pizza. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. What uh, before I give you my opinion, what is your opinions of this? I'm just going to get in trouble because Alfred said there's a there's a a, a moratorium on me talking about Fricos and Detroit style <laughs> pizza on this oh, podcast. Oh, oh, OK, no, no it's, it's fine. It's okay. I want to hear the Chicago pizza casserole <laughs> conversation. So just <laughs> it's OK. Keep going. I, I, I think my thing about Detroit style pizza, I love it. I've been to Detroit. I've tried 17 different places when I was there. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, it's just it's much different there than what you see at all of these places as it's kind yeah. of like spread across the country. Uh, and also, I feel like um, the thing that I, I we've talked about this with Andrew Zimmern, that style has kind of started bastardizing or taking over. I want to say bastardized, but taking over American New York Sicilian pizza. So yes. now those squares, which had their yes. own character, are kind of Detroitifying. And I just, you know, that's fine. And I get things change and I understand that. But I do love the New York Sicilian. Yeah, slice. I do, too. Yeah. Did that's... you guys I mean, you've both done Broadway also. So this is the other reason why you're talking about New York. Yep. Was there is there a culture of pizza with, you know, working on, in the theater on, on Broadway plays, whether it's memorizing lines or, you know, after a show or do you have any pizza memories or are there any pizza traditions that you associate with the theater in that way? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember every pizza. would. I love pizza so much. And I think uh, I think the universe for pizza, because I, it's, it's true. I do not cook. I do not cook at all. I'm bad at it. I don't like it. I love food. I love eating. So when Patrick's out of town, we eat pizza at home. Like, <laughs> God bless. I yeah. don't. And it started getting bad when my kids would be like, what? Pizza again? You know, you're, you know, you've reached a limit when your kids are like, we don't want any more pizza, mom. So I don't have any, but pizza does bloat me. Bloat me. So if I'm in a show or I'm working, I have to stay away from pizza, even though I do love pizza. It reminds me of being a young mom in Greenpoint. Oh, what's up? Did we go to Valdiano's on, on Greenpoint Avenue? That's where we, was that the name of that pizza place we'd take? Yes. Yes. Valdiano's was th- there. The a place in Pittsburgh I was thinking was. Yeah. So, you know, I yeah, don't right. have pizza Valdiano's. with the boys a lot. Mr. Valdiano, that's right. Oh, that's and his right. grandma pie that I would always get there. And it's that's ah, where you started yes. loving the that's grandma That's where I started slice. loving the grandma slice yeah. because of his garlic. To me, pizza is yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, American. And I yes. do remember going up in, in Brooklyn and Flatbush and there was a pizza place right by the laundromat for like a dollar slice or 50 cent slice back then. And it was just the most delicious thing. But we never ordered it in. We never like went out to eat ever in my family. It's just not something that my parents ever did. It's not like a Polish thing. No one ever went out to eat until now. But um, so 
pizza is so Amer. It's like part of the American dream for me, but not necessarily tied with anecdotal. I, I think stories. Yeah, and I think there's typically it's funny. Literally, as the show I'm producing that we had um, about every six months we seem to have we call it a pizza read because it's literally just to hear the new you know it's it's uh, hear the new draft. Everybody gets together. Yeah. Orders pizza. Even if we didn't order pizza, it's now just called a pizza read. I love In fact, that. last week they'd already eaten dinner, but it's still the pizza read, even without they didn't have any pizza. Um, you, it's I, the only thing I was going to add about the Broadway thing is because a lot of people, a lot of singers and musicals, a lot of the cheese and y- y- yeah, the, that's not great to sing with. So some people, I used to be able to handle it and be fine. But if you're singing a lot and, and a lot of people are, are a lot of singers get a, a, aversions to drinking milk or anything dairy based to get <clears throat> stuck on their cords for singing, you know, stuck on uh, your cords and somewhere else. If we're going to be honest, well, you know, we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to go there. Speaking of <laughs> lactose and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Now, I have a question for you, Arthur. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to segue my own lactose yeah, intolerance. Yeah, yeah. Because I am fascinated by when you travel to other countries and have cheat and have like, I notice, for instance, when I go to Montreal and when I'm in Canada and even in, in Europe, the cheese doesn't sit with me uh, like it does here. Just <laughs> so, I mean, it I'm does. Sit what with exactly me. do you mean? No, I need some details. What exactly are you talking about, Patrick? You mean it does sit with you over there, doesn't sit with you here. Yeah, right, right. Right. Uh, it sits and leaves, really. Um, <laughs> it gets up and moves. Um, but do you, find, do you, yeah, do you, I don't, I don't even know what I'm asking. I, I guess it's more of a cheese question. I mean, I'm cheese obsessed makes you with, have diarrhea, is what he's asking. <laughs> I just eat what I want to eat and I deal with the repercussions and don't talk about it on the podcast you for the most me, part. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, speaking I, of cheese, my favorite pizza, I don't know. I'm curious, Alfred and Arthur and Patrick. Uh, is is like if I had to choose, it would be a white slice. Like See, that's food. very interesting. That's a controversial I thing to say. I know, but I what do you? Let's talk about this. What are the merits of the white <laughs> slice? <laughs> Thank you. What are the merits of the white slice? Those delicious, creamy, blended cheeses with bread. It's just so basic and. So where do I'm you get your it. white slices? That you get it them nicely? Because my problem with a white slice, from a philosophical standpoint, is that it's <laughs> not. There's not enough moisture. It's it's a very dry slice almost all the time. And so the places like. New York Pizza Suprema across from Penn Station that you go to. It's a very mm. wet white slice. Those slices I can get into because it's not, it, I mean, it's still a pretty one or two note and you don't have that acidic dimension that pops in there, but it's still at least a moisture textural kind of feel that you can get, I can get behind. But when the, the other, most of them are very dry. Well, in town, we have two places basically that we go to get our pizza. We ordered Mr. Dino's, got a good white slice. Love it. But I rarely, it's such an indulgence because it's just all cheese. I feel like at least if that's tomato, there's a vegetable in there and I could get away with it. Um, and then the other place is uh, Da Vinci's. They both have good white slices. I'm also, we, we I'm got not one a, more place. Oh, what it's is? Teglia. Yes. Yes. They, the square pie. The square pie. And they're, but I don't, we don't yeah. do any white slices. I, I did yeah. once. I did once. Well, the oh. white square is also kind of like a, a, a very rare sighting in the wild. It's not something that you see very frequently. I'm also oh. not a pizza snob. I'm sorry. Just give me a slice. I'm not. Yeah. I'm very, Good very uh, easy to please when it comes to pizza. It's still that nostalgic, like 
here's a dollar. You can go get a slice. Oh my gosh, really? Like it's still that. Well, I wasn't got- trying to attack you for your love. <laughs> yes, with you white were. Slice. I yeah, no, you were. I tried to just. I wanted to know to the to merits of it. That's. I just want to hear right. your. No, that was very inappropriate. Sorry. Yeah, I'm never <laughs> doing this podcast again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and I'm your white your slice can just take a walk. <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast ever again. It's, it's terrible. Very inappropriate. Well, what about the craft services tables then? Where, are, do you see pizza on craft never. services tables? Is that is never. how does that work? Yeah, never. Never, right? I've never seen pizza. They'll serve like a snack before lunch, and it'll be like you sandwiches or some like little veggie cup or. You know when you will if you go over. Like you, oh yes! If you go okay. over and you go into meal penalties, okay, and they'll uh, you, everyone is working too long and it's late in the day, but they don't really want to uh, go for a second meal. They'll producers order, just order yeah. a whole, whole bunch of pizzas and walk them around to people. True. So I mean, we don't. This can be pizza related or just uh, beyond pizza related. But like, so you uh, you both have done like shooting and filming in sort of various locations, especially like Succession. My Lord, the locations uh, for that show are amazing. What for you both were the best location you shot at food-wise? Dag, you start. Oh, I'm going to say right now, because I just spent two months, two and a half months in Poland filming a movie. It was Poland. I had some of the most delicious home-cooked Polish food, like kind of modern Polish food. We went to some fancy restaurants. We went to hold in the wall, like cafeteria style. And there's just, I don't get that a lot here. There's a local place in Clifton I go to, and they have like, you know, the babcias in the kitchen back there make soups every day. And But because the ingredients are not sourced yeah. from Poland, it doesn't taste the same. And so I would say... I would have to say Poland. I just love our cuisine. I love the palate. It speaks to my soul and my waistline, unfortunately, um, because it's so, you know, hearty. It's just hearty comfort food, lots of stews, lots of potatoes, lots of, I probably had a pork schnitzel Polish style every day that I was in Poland. But I didn't gain weight. I don't know what it is. My dad always used to say, there's no chemical in it. That's why, no chemical. It's true. And maybe he was he was right. Yeah. Probably Patrick, wrong. what's your answer? Well, I think being a New York pizza lover, I, I typically don't associate pizza anywhere else in the world. Okay. Although when I was in and we can I'm I'm curious if you have favorite places there, but we did when I was doing a a, a week in Amsterdam or five days with my oldest son, our oldest son, um, we this summer we hit a bunch of like, what are the best pizza places in Amsterdam? Let's see how good they are. And there's actually some really great, great pizza over there. Food related shooting, probably places where you don't get like, I was thinking either Montreal, um, it's just a great foodie town. And um, in Australia, because of the um, the fish, I'm a big seafood guy. So all the fish uh, is just, I love going to a, literally a fish restaurant and not knowing one fish on the menu because they're all from another hemisphere and you're just, it's awesome. So you're trying to associate. That was, uh, that was a, a high point of shooting the first Aquaman there in Australia. Now, I want to ask, because, you know, we are, we sort of touched on this and it is our quote unquote Valentine's Day episode. Do you have any memories of a great pizza date? 
Dag. Did great. Patrick with, ever take you anywhere? I was going like, to say, with, with Patrick, right? With Patrick. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you answer however yeah. you want. Yeah, it's fine. However you want. Good. We've been married a long time. You can talk about a great pizza date with some other no, guy. That... No, I don't. Well, what other guys? You're the first guy I ever dated. And so I'm not married. Aww. There's no one. Um, I don't know pizza. I guess what, what I do remember is going with Patrick walking down Manhattan Avenue in Greenpoint to... Valdiano's and sitting there with Cal and having pizza. That counts. Um, Patrick yeah. would always take me out to lovely places. Um, he really wined and dined me. And he is a foodie. He is a cook. Um, yeah. And so I, 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 I'm not so much. I just, but he would take me like for every, for lots of Valentine's Day, he would find some restaurant in the city. Uh, I remember vividly. Like we'd go downstairs or somewhere, very romantic, good food. Um, I remember the worst food I ever had with Patrick in my life uh, with my voice. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about things I hate because I feel like that's ragging on a place. But um, it was at my brother's house, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was his Mississippi bar roast. <laughs> uh, no, not, not as not it's as specific, awesome. <laughs> not a specific pizza, but Patrick can. We both love it. We both Do you remember, love it. And we actually, both don't feel guilty ordering it to have as a dinner. Actually, at I have a a, a pizza memory of that of of us. Well, it's it don't take the bar down a little lower. When we went, I used to, to remember more. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just. It's not a. It's not even really a date. But we were all there with the Onorati's. Remember the first time we had the the squash based pizza at. Uh, and um, at Roman Nose, and we thought, oh, that's really tasty. Oh, awesome. yes. And, and that's become, become, yes. a, that's become an, another special of ours. Yes. At, um, Patrick makes New Year's such Day. a good squash pizza, butternut squash pizza sauce. Oh, my gosh. It's so. It was you like a family to, recipe. You have to come and taste it. You have to a mutual, mutual friends of ours, family recipe that their grandmother made. And it was like, it like pancetta, maybe something else on there. And, and then, I, you know, and then. I just started making it as like an alternative for people that didn't feel like they wanted to. It's funny when people feel like, oh, squash, then it's fine. Then I'll eat eight pieces versus the tomato base. Well, but, you're, you're talking about making your own pizza here. So I, I have to ask you, yeah. I mean, what, you know, what do you, do you have a go-to dough recipe? What do you, what, 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 what do you not, like to do on a general I'm basis? I'm not nearly that great. I, I'm, I, you'll notice that I'm not the one who's touting my, uh, my cooking abilities. We, because we, typically have it can be anywhere from 15 to 30 people throughout the day sure and they usually end up being 15 20 pies i don't make the dough i'll just cut right to it so do you so, buy it from you do buy it from a pizzeria do you buy it frozen yeah. from the so i go i always go or? the day before to da vinci's because they have a wood burning uh a pizza oven in there and um and that yeah and they kind of prep them for me and they're great so I feel like a lot a, of people don't realize that it's it's a great tip if you're new to it's making a great pizza. Tip. Yeah, you, you know some places are weird about New York. Uh, they're very weird about it. They'll be like, "I'm not giving you my dough because it's got yeah. a proprietary secret or whatever, whatever." But a lot of places are like, "Yeah, sure. Here, do you want some cheese too? You could buy some cheese or some sauce, so you know, container of sauce or whatever." And if you're just getting started or you're just like you don't have the time, it's a great way yeah. to just make Agreed. your own pizza at home. Agreed. It all it all depends on the you know uh, again because it's usually. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I really wanted to up my game, I would do that. But it's always we're always trying to figure out what's going to happen on New Year's Eve. 
So I'm never really thinking about too much prep. Yeah. I can prep sauces and make sauces and do all of that, but I but I'm not in the uh, yeah I'm They're not. They're so good. His thick, his dough. crusts are thin. His sauces are good. The first one coming out always They're pretty good. Yeah, and he lets the kids who are here chip in and do whatever they want on the pizzas. And my sister likes pineapple on her pizza, so we always get pineapple. <laughs> And he makes a Nutella pizza at the end as a dessert. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the way to kind of take it home for everybody and then do a little s'mores type pizza. It's fun. Yeah. Um, Patrick, I've just, again, I, I stalk people when we they come on the show. Oh. And so I came across a, okay. uh, a link on iPizza New York on their website. They claim oh. to be oh, your favorite story. pizza place. So I have to ask <laughs> about this. Please tell this story. Please tell uh -oh. this random story. It's so sad. The worst photo of you too. Sorry. Uh, I will. I will preface this by saying, God, God bless those people. Um, so I lived in Midtown Hell's Kitchen for a long time. Still have a lot of friends that live there, and I would go to various places. But you know, mid, uh, it's uh, my favorite. I'll just say my favorite places in New York pizza are not Hell's Kitchen, right? Uh, at least not when I was there 15 years ago, um, or longer than that. What am I saying? But so. <laughs> so this is how that thing happened. I it was a place you around. Photo oh my god, it's the fucking worst photo. <laughs> so I go into this pizza place. I let's say I don't know, ten years ago, probably now twelve, thirteen years ago, because my buddy Matt lives right, lived right around the corner. So you want to get a slice? Sure, we go in there. It's like I love pizza. So I'm like, I did that was a terrible impersonation of I don't know who. Um, but we go around the corner to this place. It was fine. We got a slice. Oh, you're the guy from whatever it was. I don't know. They recognize you. Can we take a picture? Sure, sure, sure. So I take a picture with these guys. Literally. One time. One time. One time. One time. Been in there one time. <laughs> Turns out they own two places. <laughs> and a week of, not a week, of, let's say a couple months later, I get a friend sends me a photo <laughs> of this giant picture of me and some dude. And I was like, and they were so sweet. They were very nice people. But I was like, well, one, it's not true. Like, I'm such a nerd about it. like, that's false advertising. It's not my favorite pizza. I never said that. No offense, guys. It's a decent slice, but not my, you know, please don't say, you know. So it was I on the wall. It was like, it was, it was fucking huge. This was, it was monstrous. This is where I'm going with this. I, I'm glad to hear this. When you go into a pizzeria in New York, especially, the classic experience is to yeah. see Jay Leno, the, the actors, the musicians, somebody, you know, everybody on the wall. And, you know, a lot of the time it's like, I'm just assuming that's the situation that happened that you just described where you're like, yeah, of course I'll take a picture. And, you know, it's not necessarily their favorite place. But then some places you will go and it's like, oh, there's Leonardo DiCaprio, like three times in three different photos. That seems like maybe he does like that place. Right. But I'm wondering with <laughs> specifically, so when I see a headshot, should I assume that that's a fake out or that's real? Do you oh, that's think? a good question. A headshot. How does that work? Like they're just like, you know what? We're going to get a headshot of this like an actor autographed headshot. and we're going to do yeah. our own autograph on it and put oh. it on the wall. Or do, would you say no. that when you go into a pizzeria, I, you're like, yeah, yeah, those are probably legit. I, I think those are legit. Like Because I they're usually from 30 years ago. I, I don't know who has 
But so how does it work though? Does the celebrity carry headshots with them everywhere? Just say, here you go. Or do after the fact, someone sends them the headshot that's autographed. Maybe. I don't know. I'd like to think that they have a rapport with the owners. They go there a lot. I don't know. I like I like romanticize it. What happened to Patrick yeah. was like a drive by. It was just like <laughs> because. Yeah. By the way, if you no, remember, it, listen, I'm it was very like in their window. I'm very self aware of my um, <laughs> lack of fame in many circles, right? So I, it didn't even say Patrick Wilson. It said New York actors' favorite. <laughs> like I was fucking nobody. Like I'm not. It'd be one thing if it was like a picture of us on on the wall. Yeah, like, I put it in the chat small. so you can see the link and you can they scroll down. They put it in the front window. I was in the front window. I was in the front window, and I had, and I called my called them. Yeah. I called my publicist and I said, I can't believe I'm about <laughs> to say this, but you got to call this pizza place and tell them to take it down. Like, she was like, what? And she probably ran there like, oh my God, this is the funniest thing. Cause we just, just likes to make fun of me. So yeah, and they did take it down. Okay. As I recall. So I have to use this opportunity as a little bit of self-therapy for myself um, by, by asking you a question, Patrick, about Insidious. I would say <laughs> that that movie, the lipstick face demon and the bride in black and seeing that, Pulls yeah. me back to being eight years old and seeing Poltergeist the first time and seeing Poltergeist 2 with Reverend Kane and, and you know, you uh, and, and Julian and, and stage actor Julian Beck, who uh, people probably don't know this, was actually think, theater. sick with cancer at the time that he was in that role. I think it was his last movie. And that's part of the reason yeah. why he was so scary on camera. But when I there are still I'm rapidly approaching 50 here and there are still moments where I will not be able to sleep or wake up in the middle of the night and it's two or three o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden, and I'm like, what the fuck with that movie? It scares the shit out of me still. And so I'm wondering, one, do you ever, like, obviously you were there, you're on set, the cameras, the lights. They are all actors, You are, I know, I understand. I get that. But when you make something like that, that is so, well, at least for me, is one of the scariest movies I can remember seeing. Right. Do you, do you, does any part of you, even having participated in that, still get scared? Or are you just like, nah? No. At all. <laughs> <laughs> for the first Insidious? No, because it's so uh, technical. So that the, the um the famous scene from that movie, iconic and horror, because they they sort of said that's, they they register the jump scare factor of people's heartbeats and that yep. has been registered as like if not the one of the top best scares ever in a movie of joe right behind my head but of course i don't see that you're sitting there shooting it and he's lined up you know and james wan our director you know he he it's all about it's so the long answer is it's so technical setting up those shots and what makes you scared or what makes a person, sure. an audience member scared that you just don't have the time to be. I, I've been on sets where it's been sort of weird, but it usually takes, you know, like another person or you're bringing somebody like I remember I, I brought like kids or a family member on the, on to the set and they'll see Joe or, you know, in all the makeup. And it, it's freaky to look at for sure. But um yeah, no, I don't. You don't really get scared of that. I just have again. I know this is self therapy, and I'm sorry, but I just 
we had there is there our, the basement of my childhood home. It's a basement. It's a finished basement. There's always a weird presence in this house. Nobody ever talked about it. All of a sudden, Sandy came through and destroyed the basement, and it had to be yeah. redone. And nobody said anything until one Christmas Eve. My cousins were over, and they were saying to me, "You know, the basement feels much better now. The presence is gone." And I was like, "Wait a second, what?" What are you, what you, you felt it, you knew. And I, I mean, it, to the point, like Love when it. I was a teenager, I forced myself to go down into that basement and turn the lights off and sit there in the dark to face the fear of being wow. in that basement. That's how you? real how, that presence was, how but it was involved. gone. And I recently went to the house and I just had this weird feeling. And then I came upstairs and I shit you not. I looked at the front door and I realized that I had not remembered for the past three, I had not realized for the past three years, my parents put a red door on the house. And I just all of a sudden had this shiver going right down my spine from thinking about the movie. And it was so weird. That's all. It's my personal therapy. I'm sorry I did this to y'all, but I had unrelated dag. Um, How scary was it handling PR for Waystar Royco? I mean, that must have been super scary. (laughs) So scary. I still have nightmares about it. Uh, Yeah. The amount of character work I had to do and therapy to. Yes. No, I uh, I'm scared of scary movies. But Patrick has helped me in a way. He's also helped our children. Our children have grown up on these sets. He's been doing the Insidious and Conjuring for years now. Mm -hmm. And so they're both horror buffs, especially our younger one, who's 14 and who's the kind of the actor in their family with us. Um, He's obsessed with horror movies. At first I thought something's wrong with him, but no, he just knows how they're made. He loves the process of how they're made. And it's kind of both broken the, the fear for him because he knows how technical it is, but yet he's able to keep the the joy of being scared watching them. So Patrick's done us a favor, even though I've seen one time each movie and I, and I don't like seeing them again. All right. So a couple of quick fire questions here. Dag, uh, as a New Yorker, as somebody who spent a lot of time in slice, you know, you go, go and have a slice. So you get your white slice. Will you wait <laughs> for a fresh <laughs> slice or will you slice. Will you just will you wait for a fresh slice or will you just take whatever is right there in the display and let them reheat it? I'll take whatever and reheat it. Okay, Patrick? Yeah, I I'm I got no problem with the with the reheat. That's okay. uh, you know, yeah. Uh but I I don't I don't want it too uh too hot. I don't okay. want to burn myself. Yeah. Yeah. Blotting, crime or pastime, blotting the grease on your slice if it's super greasy. Will you blot it or will you just eat it as is? Dad. Blot it. I will blot, blot it. it. Yeah, I I'll usually fold it, drip it. Okay. So if that do, yeah, if it. that doesn't do it, then I'll then you'll blot. Then I'll blot. Drip then yeah. blot. Got, got it. it. Okay. Drip and blot. I like, I like that. that. I didn't um, know that about you. Oh. <laughs> well, Dag, we don't need a lot of greasy pizza, to be fair. Dag, is there a topping that you don't like? Anything that's like sweet, like okay. a, like pineapple. Don't mm. ever watermelon stuff like that. Well, oof, watermelon. On watermelon. Pizza. Oof. You've seen watermelon on pizza? <laughs> no, but I, yeah. I've seen a watermelon pizza made online. I, I bet you it's been made. Skittles. 100%. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, Patrick, yeah. is there a topping that you don't like? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a handful. I don't love... Um, Our son loves ranch chicken pizza. Chicken yeah. is controversial. Uh, yeah, I won't I choose it. chicken on a pizza because it just gets too dry. I don't... Um, what do I not like? I mean, I don't like sardines. I don't love, I, I don't typically like mushrooms because I can't stand like canned mushrooms or not. Like it's gotta Uh-oh. be like a, like a good mushroom. Like I can't. So a fresh mushroom, if it's going to be mushrooms. Oh yeah. It's gotta be like an actual mushroom. Okay. Like I can't, 
Doug, you're making faces. Are I you... am. I I didn't know that. You don't oh, like wow. a, you don't like a mushroom. I, I like a real one. mushroom. I do. We have I like to a... talk after this, Patrick. Yeah, no, no, I'm so you sorry. You come right downstairs when this is <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, that's a problem. I like a real. No, I and I love all our mushroom soups. No, I love mushrooms, <laughs> but I do not. I cannot stand those like no can that mushrooms. go on like no. No. Sbarro or Rays yeah. or like just out of a just nasty. Yeah. I yeah. can't do it. Correct. The brownish gray, like soaked mushrooms. No way. You know, been there for like 10 years in the can. No way. Um, yeah. Best way to dress a New York City slice, Dag. Parmesan, oregano, garlic, you got it, red pepper flakes, all these things that are right there on the counter. Do you have a go-to way of dressing your slice? Or do you like it just plain? Nothing. Nothing. Patrick? Yeah. I don't, I don't typically put anything on it. I don't mind red pepper flakes on there. But if it's a New York slice, I'll probably just get pepperoni and go for it. If I'm at home and I get fancy with the pepperoni, then I'll put like Mike's Hot Honey or something on there. But that's not, it's not a lot. Usually it's just as is. You said sardines before, anchovies? Do you guys do anchovies? anchovies. Yeah, no, I don't okay. like any of that cool. shit. No, um, and last one for me, how do you like to reheat a slice tag? Do you have a, pro, do you have a way of, of doing that that you like to, as a go-to? Yeah. Not a microwave. That's like desperate times if it's a microwave because it comes out so soggy. Yeah. Have you you've done that? You've put pizza in a microwave? I'm sure I've done that. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So I don't think I could do that. Don't judge. Don't, you don't know <laughs> what happens time. when you're not in here. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> uh, Patrick, toaster. toaster. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, in the in the yeah yeah toaster usually yeah toaster. All right. So I like to end with just uh, your perfect slice. What's on it? Uh, where are you getting it? Go ahead, Dag. Oh my gosh. Well, it would probably just, it's a, it's a tie between just a plain, crispy, thin, thin, uh, crust, uh, the cheese that's like not congealed, but kind of gooey where you have to like pull it with your fingers a little bit, Yeah. not too much tomato sauce. And my favorite, probably, uh, from Mr. Dino's here in town right now, it used to be Maria's in Brooklyn, but. Oh, I like that, man. I, it's, I, this is really tough. I don't think. Yeah. This well, is we fair. ask really hard questions, Patrick. This so, is really, I mean, this it's a is very hard... serious show. Well, I think cause I, when the rise of like the fancy pants craft pizzas came in, at least to my knowledge, at least I was aware, I don't know, say 15, 20 years ago. And it was real light sauce, you know, and it, it's good. And it, I mean, some of it's fantastic and fresh mozzarella and basil and, you know, great but like but that's not pizza to me i mean it's it's pizza it's wonderful but it's not i don't get that feeling of nostalgia right. so mm -hmm. right so i think it's probably going to be a pepperoni slice where man i don't know at least now in my life if dag you're talking about like dino's i'm probably motoring through a whole um lombardi's thin pie okay pepperoni yeah. pie i think that's what that's what i would uh i would do because you can they're thin enough that you can do the whole thing if you really <laughs> feel like you need oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> did you, you can fold up the whole pizza and put yeah. it in your mouth yeah yeah no that's yeah. did you really eat a slice of pizza when you were running the marathon or did i misread this bloomberg article or fortune or whatever it was you're in your oh, i did you ate a slice of pizza while you were running a, your was it your first marathon Yeah, yeah. It was not, that was not a smart How did that move. work out? Was it? Terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was terrible. 
But I was in Philly, so I'll blame it on Philly okay. as, a, as a true New Yorker. No, I, um, <laughs> well, it like was while my, running, did you stop to eat it or did you no. just run with it in your hand? Yeah, you know, you slow down. You yeah, know? yeah, sure. Uh, but no, I did not break stride. Oh. Yeah, no, you're like, by the way, Alfred, he finished with a 336, by the oh way, which God. is insane. What, I'm do sorry. You guys, what do you guys think of not eating the, my boys don't do this, they don't eat the crust part when they get to the crust. The pizza do bones? A, yeah, do you think I have that's a problem a with that. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I'm not going to tell like, you how to raise your like- children. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I have a serious problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, call them pizza bones. And, oh. um, you know, but we call them that here. Growing up in the Midwest, we didn't have a name for it. Oh. Yeah. I, 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 I never heard of it. That. You have? Bones? Yeah. I've never yeah, heard you use a, that it's term. A, it's a no, I don't. Nerd. I, I've. I've heard it i don't throw it around the house i should do more podcasts with you patrick because i'm learning so much about (laughs) you yeah Yeah. love and pizza to to, not to oh god go back and make it about me but to answer i i do remember that point in the marathon because you're it was my first one and of course when you're training and you're running by yourself you don't eat or drink anything (laughs) unless you've taken some water or like little gels, but all of a sudden you're running and and you people are offering you everything. Like at one point someone's like, you want a beer, like bananas, food, and and you're just, you hate yourself for doing this anyway. And, and so I remember very specifically somebody having like pizza and I was like, yes, I'll take pizza thinking this would be a great idea. Well, there is an annual New York City pizza run where I think you eat a slice every quarter mile. So if you feel like you want to continue your running and with pizza passion, then there you go. Do you run to the bathroom? Or is there another one every half mile? There's a portal. You have to shuffle to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for this, guys. This was so much fun. Um, We took up way too much of your time and uh, hopefully we didn't ruin your marriage. And no, uh, thought, this was a perfect we gonna, episode. This was awesome. Gonna, Thank Patrick, you. We're gonna have to have pizza tonight. We have. To. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should. Happens. And I definitely. I and, and let's I, do someplace new. Oh wow. Yeah. See, this is how you keep it spicy after yeah. uh, exactly. nineteen years, fellas. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Thank All you right. both so much. Bye. Thank you guys. Thank you. See you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. Love you. It's time for pizza news. PETA, the animal rights organization, released its picks for an unranked list of America's top 10 vegan pizzas. The Luchador Vegan Beef Pizza from Yoana Pizza Me from Kansas City, Missouri. The Vegan Non-Meat Lovers from Slice of Vegas Pizza Kitchen and Bar in Las Vegas. The Balboa from 20th Street Pizza in Philadelphia. The Thai Chicken Pizza from Pie Vegan Pizzeria in Seattle. The Pickleback from the Hopcraft Pizza and Beer in Richmond, Virginia. The Mackinac Pizza from Veganized in New Brunswick, New Jersey. The Barbecue Satan Pizza from Spack Brothers, Pittsburgh. Bangkok Pizza from Red House Pizza in San Diego. The Vegan Meat Lovers Pizza from Pizza Head in St. Louis. And the Vegan Brotherly Love from Pizza in San Francisco. Just hoping that list was a little longer. I don't think they covered enough. Have you heard of Doughbird Pizza and Rotisserie, Alfred? Nope. Nation's Restaurant News reports the Phoenix-based Fox Restaurants concept, a division of the Cheesecake Factory, which first opened in 2017. That's Doughbird, not Cheesecake Factory, obviously. Pairs pizza with rotisserie chicken and sauces for dipping both. 
Here are some of the sauces. Lemon garlic, buttermilk ranch, chipotle barbecue, umami, spicy buffalo, teriyaki, marinara, and chicken gravy. It's expected to reach five units in Arizona, Tennessee, and Texas by year's end. Pizza crusts can be dunked in the eight sauces. Chicken gravy for dipping pizza crusts. What do you think about that? I'm realizing that people use their crust to dip, and that's new to me. I I wasn't aware of that. Uh, The conversation with Anna Sale uh, sort of hipped me to that notion, but I, I don't know. I think it's fine. I don't think crust needs any fanciness to it, but what do you think? You'll have biscuits and gravy, so why not, you know... Pizza yeah. crust and gravy. I don't know. I'd give it a shot. Okay. Courtesy Eater San Francisco. San Francisco's iconic Golden Boy Pizza is opening a new location on Taravelle Street. I have never been, and I am obsessed with this place's San Francilian-style rectangular pies. I want to go. Your favorite website, PMQ, notes that Golden Boy calls San Francilian-style California spin on traditional Sicilian pizza. The popular North Beach Pizzeria, if you don't know, is famous for its simple menu. Square pizzas can be ordered by the pan or sliced. Just six items on the menu. Cheese, pep, sausage, combo, pesto vegetable, or its signature clam and garlic pie. News broke when a tipster noticed the Taravelle Street address listed on one of the pizzeria's boxes. Today's topic is poetry and pizza, specifically the poetry of pizza at Don McKelly. Now, you know, Valentine's Day, love, love and poetry, poetry and pizza. In this episode with Dag and Patrick, I mentioned the walkabout I went on, and it made me think of the pizza experience I had in Naples. And that's a story I'll say for another time. But I remember visiting Don Michele and seeing poetry on the walls there in Neapolitan dialect. Now, the Conduro family has been making fantastic pizza in Naples since 1870. The story goes that Michele Conduro perfected the family art by learning pizza from the masters in Torre Annunziata, suburb of Naples. In 1906, Michele opened his first pizzeria, which he was forced to move in 1930. To Via Cesare Sarsale, when the Akalesi Hospital was under construction, his instructions and philosophy for making true Neapolitan pizza have been passed down for generations. Now, some people think that Domichelli's pizzas are virtually edible poems themselves, so it's not surprising that poets were inspired to write about them. Now, there are two signs on the wall there that add to the simple decor. They feature poems dedicated to the pizzeria's two types of pizza, a margarita to the Margarita by Gennaro Esposito, and A Marinara to the Marinara by Escalante. Esposito, 1920-2004, was a popular poet who wrote in the Neapolitan dialect about social issues and his memories of the old Naples. Galante is harder to find information about, but both poets were said to have been frequent patrons of the pizzeria. Now, years ago, my sister Emily, fluent in Italian, who attended the Accademia di Bella Arte in Rome, she's a smart one, Alfred, translated the poems for me. So if you want to read the original in Italian, search. I'm not going to do that to you, but I am going to do a little poetry reading today. To the Margarita. When everything goes well, people can think only of spending, and even the poorest man feels the right to give orders. I want a pizza with clams, with mushrooms and mussels, with shrimps and oysters, all from the sea of this city. At the center, I want an egg a la coque, with stoke liqueur sprinkled about. When we heard this order, we were taken aback, and we thought, these pizzas, are they disgusting or what? Here you have to respect the rule and make the real thing. The pizza born in Naples almost a hundred years ago. This ancient recipe is called margarita. And when it's done right, you can present it to a king. So don't go looking for any complicated pizzas, which will only hurt your wallet and your stomach too. That was Gennaro Esposito. And to the marinara, with garlic, oil, and oregano, or else with tomato sauce, it seems a walk in the park. But making pizza is no simple task. Nothing else but a soft dough. Know how round the oven. 
Good taste and preparation so that you don't finish poisoned. Pizza originated in Naples, but few in this profession can give you the pleasure of having you eat it well. Only Don Michele, who is a master baker, can make a pizza so splendid that you'll be consoled. Escalante. I can't wait to read both of those to my wife on Valentine's Day. I'm sure she'll find it very, very romantic. Well done, sir. Are you going to have a heart pizza for Valentine's Day? It's a good question. We might have a baby for Valentine's Day. So oh, that's right. Who knows? Well, busy few days. You have anything going on? Yeah, you're not you're, much. You're, nothing to do. Can we? You want to sit around and talk some more? Just a lot of shaking, a lot of anxiety. <laughs> you know the huge. Well, what a beautiful episode. This might be one of our better ones. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Alfred Schultz. You can follow me on the social media junk. And please follow our guests as well. The Wilsons, Dagmara Deminchik and Patrick Wilson. So awesome they joined us. Uh, review the podcast, especially if it's a positive review. That's super, super helpful. And what's even more helpful is tell your friends about this if you enjoy it. I'm Arthur Bovino at NYC Best Pizza. Follow the show at Pizza Pod Party and Uni at Uni HQ. And remember, a great pie is one you're already thinking about having again before you finish the first slice. Another great episode next week. See you then. Make pizza. The Pizza Pod Party. Please rate and review the podcast. The Pizza Pod Party is hosted by Arthur Bovino and Alfred Schultz. Produced by Arthur Bovino and Alfred Schultz. Created by... Arthur Bovino and Alfred Schultz. Researched by Arthur Bovino. Engineered, edited, and mixed by Alfred Schultz. Voiced by the fabulous Holly Palmieri. And presented by Uni Pizza Ovens. Visit uni.com. That's O-O-N-I.com to find out more about the world's number one pizza oven brand. And follow Uni on social media at UniHQ on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.